Hello, and welcome to this episode of My Spectrum Life Podcast. We're so excited for all of you to be here with us. My name's Jessica, and I am an autism mom to an amazing 12-year-old boy. With me is uh, my co-host, Kelsey, who is a registered behavior technician. And I didn't even read that off the notes. <laughs> and yeah, she was just pretty much kind of like a part of her family. I mean, after you were at her house almost every day for what, almost three, three years? I think three years. Yeah. Yeah. Until you yeah. Even yeah. then I kept in contact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Tonight we have uh, a guest, Jennifer, who's a dietitian. How are you doing, Jennifer? I'm doing good. Thanks. Good. Okay. Oh, so I'm looking at my notes now and, and, and I left the term for tonight blank because, well, there's a term we all know and we don't really have to define it. Picky eater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a good, a good portion of us, uh, just with children in general, have to deal right. with picky eaters. And then you add uh, autism and uh, sensory processing mm -hmm. on top of that. And it's a whole textures <laughs> and it doesn't smell right. And I mean, you put cauliflower in front of my child and he's out the door. <laughs> he won't touch the stuff. <laughs> he thinks it's evil and is going to kill you or something. <laughs> Not really, but you know, uh, goodness. He eats. Well, it's funny. He eats. We have to steam the broccoli. Okay. And we have to cut just that, you know, it, we call it trees. He will not eat the stems of the trees. That's the most He'll eat the top part of it, but he will not eat the stems. Well, cauliflower is so just the wider version of broccoli. Yeah, uh, you can, you can do. <laughs> I'll let you <laughs> do that one. <laughs> Next time you can sit there and have an ABA session with them about cauliflower. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we like to have fun, um, as you can see. So, but I guess maybe we should get into the actual right. meat of the subject. Ha ha. <laughs> ha ha. I see what she did there. Maybe yeah, maybe. yeah. Hey. Pun intended, huh? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> so Jennifer, how did you get started in the field of nutrition? Well, uh, believe it or not, um, I, I suffered from an eating disorder um, from um, the time, uh, let's see, ninth grade through um, college, first year of college. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually started out, you know, I struggled to find a major, um, and, but in getting help with my eating disorder, I found my way to nutrition and it stuck. That's awesome. So that's, that's amazing. That is awesome that that, it, that came about that way. Cause God uses the craziest things to become good. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so um, well, we, we've talked about the picky eaters and, and I think, um, a lot of us will have, um, two or three things like here at my house, it's craft macaroni and cheese, and it can only be craft macaroni and cheese, and it can only be elbow shaped macaroni. 
if it's not elbow shaped, it's it's not no go, no go. Uh, and it can't be anything but normal. You can't have the white kind. It has to be yellow. Um, that's a common thing with autism. That I mean, it has to be very, very the same. But it's Kraft mac and cheese, chocolate boost, eggs with a hat, and hamburgers. Hamburgers is the current. Um, it, it's the current thing right now. Phase. Phase. That's what it is. Phase. That's the word I'm, I, the word wouldn't come to me and Derek's trying to whisper something and I can't, not, not with these things. but that's, so that's what we're in. I mean, you can't change the, the, the macaroni and cheese and the chocolate boost. Those don't change. The other two, it kind of depends on the day. Any ideas on how we can find our kids something else to eat? Well, <laughs> The boost and, and the, the macaroni and cheese I really got no issue with because the boost mm-hmm. is going to get some vitamins and minerals and um, some other nutrition he needs. The macaroni and cheese, honestly, not the worst food. I mean, obviously, it's boxed and processed, but, you know, it's not the worst food he could have in portion. Um, mm-hmm. The hamburgers, you know, it's it's really about, um, so what he's missing are just some of those other food groups, like fruits and vegetables. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, that's difficult sometimes with all kids. Um, mm-hmm. even, especially in, you know, the generations that we have now. So we have entire generations of kids that have grown up only in sort of this food culture that we have today. And that's really chicken nuggets and, yeah. you know, those kinds of foods. And so it's really mm-hmm. sort of an issue with all kids. And so our kids with autism, well, they've grown up in that world as well. And so right. those are sometimes the things that they navigate to but then they get fixated on that because again, of all those other sensory issues. And um, mm-hmm. so, you know, sometimes even with other kids, you know, there are some things that, you know, we do. And just like um, um, when I worked for the University of Missouri Extension, we had um, this, um, this life size, like we would go into these schools across the state of Missouri and build this ginormous um, walkthrough um, nutrition um uh, guide with the kids. Okay. And we noticed that kids mm-hmm. who, um, you know, we had a whole garden section and we had a farmer who talked about that. And because right. kids who were active in gardening were more um, apt to eat those vegetables that they huh. grew. And so yep. sometimes even with our, our children who suffer from autism, so, you know, allowing them to go to the grocery store with you and pick out some of these other vegetables or fruits and then mm-hmm. going back and talking about it. So even if they don't eat it the first time, they've right. had a part to play in the process of picking that food out, helping to prepare it. Mm-hmm. And then it's provided whether they're eating it or not that time, they might, you know, we're introducing these foods right. and allowing them to have um, a say in that and a part in that um, right. as well. Some of these newer foods. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, kind of like this beginning exposure. Yeah. Uh, kind of leading up to that. Cause I know we had to, Curtis has gone through a, um, I know there's a feeding therapy therapy in some places you can get that as a part of, um, well, we had that as a part of speech and depends on your occupational therapist will sometimes provide it. Sometimes um, speech uh, therapy places will provide it. And of course, it's all dependent on your insurance. Right. Um, I know in South Carolina, the TEF recovered it. Um, 
I have yet to get to that uh, stage here in Tennessee. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But um, they were always talked about exposure and we kind of have a deal right now with um, Curtis. He has to have at least one to two bites before he can go and grab the um, mac and cheese. That's great. That's so, great. At um, least he's tried it. Yeah, exactly. At least he's tried it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even, even like I said, um, adults and, and children without um, autism, you know, uh, I'm amazed um, how many uh, of my adult patients are, have have weird issues with food mm -hmm. um, and i always tell them okay well you know um scientifically speaking it takes the body 12 times to really know we don't like something so you may not like it today but you might 10 days from now so don't just give right. up on the food and our kids especially with autism the same way you know and if we mm -hmm. part of it's also sort of taking away the anxiety um mm -hmm. and you know that we might be portraying because it's tough if you're right. trying to get them to, so they might be feeling, yeah. they're already anxious about this food. And then mm -hmm. if we have that anxiety and that feeling as well, then that comes across to them and that can make a difference as well. Yes. So if we have a relaxed atmosphere with the food and okay, you don't try it, okay, whatever. Um, you know, and so making that a little more ease and fun for them too, so that they don't get caught up in our mood and our emotions of man, uh, I just wish you would eat this. Yes. Okay, I will admit, yes, that has been me a time or two. Yeah, but seriously, or, with my dogs, I'm like mommy dearest. I'm like, mm -hmm. we're going to sit here all night, but you won't eat that food. It'll mm -hmm. still be there in the morning if you're going to eat that, but that's with my dogs. And so I can do that with my dogs because I was like, you ain't walking away from that food. Um, mommy oh, dearest. But, um, oh. but yeah, it's like um, one of these, you know, so often, um, food becomes this thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think we battle. just, you know, even, you know, um, um, as a WIC dietitian, one of the things that um, I would notice is, you know, we sort of make their plates the way we make our plates. But mm -hmm. that's overwhelming to right. a child, to a young person, right. because... It shouldn't be. They should have their portions and their sizes and not, not mine. Um, right. And, and the other thing is, you know, um, when we, when we do, when we allow them, so instead of making their plates for them, you know, um, I love some traditional Italian restaurants or some mm -hmm. traditional Asian restaurants because it's family style. And so you just put the food on the table. They dip out their right. own portions in their own portions, food. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And again, there's a little bit of ownership there. There's, there's, hey, yeah. you know, instead of, okay, I'm going to put this on your plate and you're going to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Fart. Okay. Yeah. But then that sort of gets into that, you know, that friction, that anxiety that mm -hmm. they're already facing or feeling. Yeah. And now, and now that I think about it, I don't know. I grew up with um, the, you know, the plates being put on the table and us scooping out and, you know, that old saying, Make sure your eyes aren't bigger in your stomach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you, Kelsey? Did you did you have the get to dish out for yourself or? Um, we did. Um, my mom had a rule in the house. Um, we had to try food seven times before we said we didn't like it. And like peas and lima beans, my mom figured out from a baby that I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I would have to eat like two or three, which makes it easier because now it's in, in soups and other things. It's no longer a texture issue. I realize it takes like the soup, but it's really cool because we got to own our chef. She's like, you yeah. got to have this amount and you have to have at least two veggies on your plate and maybe a meat. Mm -hmm. um, I was a, I didn't like meat for a texture um, mm -hmm. reasons. I can't stand fat and grit. <laughs> um, so until I was six years old, I did not eat meat and she kept trying, but she never pushed the issue. She's like, mm -hmm. whenever she's ready to eat, she'll eat. Yeah. All of a sudden my parents are having ribs one day and I was like, what's that? She's like, Oh, it's chicken. Cause I would eat chicken, but she's like, Oh, it's chicken. And I'm like, okay, grab it. I'm like, this is awesome. Ever since then I've eaten meat. Um, yeah. but even then I'll cook peas and for my husband and I'll still put two or three on my plate. <laughs> like just to say, I ate them. But my mom yeah. did it really well. She never made it a battle. Never yeah. made mm -hmm. it a battle. Um, she's like, you'll important. eat what you eat. If not, you can get it in your fruits and your snacks. I'm not worried about it as long as mm -hmm. your calories are right. I'm all right. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know that, right? I mean, as a parent, I can say that I, I am not the best at that. It's tough sometimes trying to get and trying to find something that, um, you know, like for instance, this, here's a, this is a question. Um, I know Curtis is very limited in what fruits and vegetables he will eat. Mm -hmm. So what can we do to help with that? I mean, cause I know part of it is texture, but like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to force the whole cauliflower thing because right. yeah. there's no point in it. Right. Well, there's but plenty what, of other vegetables. Yeah. What, what other things could I bring up that he might potentially like when there is a texture issue there? Any ideas for us? <laughs> so, um, again, um, allowing him to, um, you know, at the grocery store, sort mm -hmm. of touch and feel, which I don't know during COVID, people with COVID, yeah. that. but you know, allowing him to touch and feel um, mm -hmm. the food and get an idea for it. Um, it's going to sound silly, but make it a game of it or even mm -hmm. a silly song, you know, just, mm -hmm. just involving him um, and allowing him to, um, you know, just experience a little bit more um, right. even, um, um, farmers markets. Oh yeah. Um, and um, orchards, those mm -hmm. types of things are just really great experiences that gets them out there with the food and allows them to, you know, really touch and, and feel. And, um, you know, um, if he pulls a, a grape off the vine or whatever and has a bite, it's like, oh, I don't like that. Okay. Toss it yeah. to the side. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, um, just, just allowing them to have a little fun with the food touch it, feel it, make it a game, make it fun. Um, mm -hmm. And then sort of, you know, um, when you have like it's snack time, you know, if like their snack is chips. Okay, well, with that chip, offer a protein, offer a vegetable, offer a fruit mm -hmm. so that they have a choice and they can try those other things. Um, right. And, and just continue to introduce and reintroduce. And at some point, maybe that will stick because as you know sometimes they change sometimes okay like yeah. now you say he's going through hamburgers okay well maybe at some point he will go through an apple phase or yeah. you know uh, whatever and mm -hmm. um because at this point 
it really is just trial and error. But yeah. I love what Kelsey's mom did for her. I mm -hmm. love that back then she had the forethought to really just allow Kelsey to eat um, mm -hmm. when she was ready um, and to try those things. And even if today she doesn't like it um, or like all of it, it's okay because she'll still eat it, but she still mm -hmm. eats other things and gets the nutrition she needs. Um, mm -hmm. And we just sort of have to, because I will tell you, um, there are lots and lots of kids um, that don't have autism um, that still have terrible, terrible diets, you know, and they're not getting mm -hmm. everything they need because, again, of these issues with just picky eaters or, you know, even right. someone without autism, man, that meat, mm -hmm. that texture of meat is just really hard for a lot of little kids. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Yeah. Um, I think that we also want to make sure um, uh, juice got to limit those liquids <laughs> when we definitely got to limit that juice because they'll yeah. get full on those things mm -hmm. and right. that can mess with their appetite and that can mess with their eating and they're wanting to do these other things because mm -hmm. they're drinking all day long and if, right. if it's something like juice even if it's all natural juice it's all natural sugar um, right. and they're just getting a steady flow of that and then mm -hmm. not as likely to eat or want to eat as what you might put Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's my dogs. <laughs> no worries. I'm sorry. I no hope worries. Derek working magic. I hope you can get that out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's life. <laughs> so, one of the things I know that we can, um, that I, I'm sure you deal with in the school, Kelsey. I deal with at home, and you used to tell Curtis mind over matter, but. He's just told me now flat out. He just says, I have a weak mind. I can't do this. Lunchtime, ADHD meds. They suppress your appetite. Big time. Yeah. So is there anything small, but really good that we could give our kids? It might, you know, I mean, I've seen energy, like energy ball type uh, mm -hmm. recipes where it's yeah. like. Those are fantastic. Mm -hmm. and if you can get them to like some of those, um, they're great because, uh -huh. you know, there's a little bit of nutrition there. Um, and especially if you home make them, um, right. you can make them um, as healthy as you want them to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes we do rely on, um, um, you know, like you do the boost. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes we rely on those types of products as well. Right. Um, Carnation breakfast drink, those kinds mm -hmm. of things, um, just to give them a little something um, so that they're getting um, some nutrition, um, but it doesn't have to be a lot. You know, sometimes we think um, that a meal, it mm -hmm. has to be a meal, but mm -hmm. um, in reality, um, that can be, you know, um, like a little, a little bit of fruit or a little bit of vegetable and a little bit of cheese. You know, often my lunch is some carrots and some kind of fruit and tuna and crackers. Okay, so technically that's, you know, more like a snack kind of thing, but that's mm -hmm. my lunch. That's a meal for me a lot of times. So, you know, we sort of have to rethink our thoughts of what is a meal and think, okay, well, I can pack a whole lot of nutrition in a little snack or a little right. meal to help them okay. with that, not wanting, not feeling like they want to eat something. So mm -hmm. quality over quantity. Yes. 
Absolutely. Okay. That makes sense. It does. It, uh, that actually makes me, oh, I think that should give a lot of us parents a sigh of relief. It's okay it if they're not eating a whole entire happy meal. <laughs> like any, you're supposed to eat six meals a day. So you have your breakfast, your snack, which is considered a meal, your lunch, another snack, and then your actual light meal. Because isn't dinner your lightest meal before you well, go to bed? It, it kind of should be. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Europeans, what we notice um, is lunch really is their biggest meal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they put less emphasis on breakfast and less emphasis on dinner, and they put a lot more emphasis on that lunch meal. Yeah. Um, and so for most of us, um, autism aside, three meals a day is all we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about when we grew up, um, you know, right. I, I might be older, uh, the oldest one on this uh, conversation, but growing up, you know, we didn't have access to all the food we do today. Right. And so so we don't need all of this. Now, mm-hmm. with autism, sometimes you don't want to wait till those hunger pains happen for them. So maybe yes. feeding that every, you know, two and a half hours, a little snack. So that's where that can come into play for them. So not allowing them to get to that hunger part. We're fine to get to that hunger part. All right. <laughs> But then, you know, maybe setting a feeding schedule every two and a half hours so that they don't get hungry mm-hmm. or, you know, and even making that visual because they're very visual. So maybe right. making that schedule out with them and it's there mm-hmm. and it's in front of them and it's in their face. But, but yeah, um, for them, they need those. Uh, but for the rest of us, yeah. Lunch should be, it just isn't always for me because of work. Yeah. Because of work. I go to sleep. It doesn't matter if it's high protein, low carb low sugar. I want to go to sleep. And I'm like, I meet at 11 o'clock. I still have three hours of these kids. I can't go to sleep (laughs) after this. So it's nothing but high protein. Like I eat like fish, peanut butter, Mm -hmm. like high protein lunches just to be able to have that energy to finish out the school or the school year, the school day with them. Right. Otherwise I'm like, no, let me go to sleep. No. (laughs) Yeah. I find myself skipping lunch because we're so intent and in trying to get other things done. Right. Um, so, is, and I know that's not good. Yeah. Well, that is, uh, that is part of the issue um, mm-hmm. with us in America is that, you know, we got to a point with our lives, our jobs where we did start skipping meals. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the body is very, very scientific on the inside. We don't treat it that way, but mm-hmm. it is. Um, right. And um, I think I've told you this, Jessica, um, and I say this to my patients every day. You know, scientifically speaking, mm-hmm. bread and potatoes, carbohydrates in and of themselves are not a problem and did not cause us these problems. Right. Jesus is called the bread of life and manna is called the bread of heaven, not the meat. So. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. Why are you we taking my cars away? <laughs> we ate them up until 1980 with no issues. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to think about what the whole entire body needs. Right. For mm-hmm. our children with autism and even us, man, it's everything. The body requires everything. And for yeah. their little growing bodies, um, mm-hmm. any way that we can help them, um, you know, um, is, is all we can do. Um, right. they, they need it all. Um, their little growing bodies, um, you know, constipation is sometimes an issue for them because they are so oh, particular. Yes. So mm-hmm. you know, they need those whole brains. They need that fiber to continue to help, you know, 
with those areas. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where some of those little energy balls can come into place because you can hide some fiber in there. <laughs> yes. Oh, what oats. kind of would you like? Let's say they don't do energy balls, but they love smoothies. That's a, another okay. perfect way to hide. Okay. Just what okay. um, nutrition or ingredients would you include to get some of those fibers that you're talking about to help them out? Okay. So look for your your fibrous um, types of um, vegetables and fruits. The ones that you you know those vegetables that you can sort of mask. Um, so that maybe, you know, there isn't a, a taste, um, issue there. Um, and, um, sometimes using a fiber, um, powder, okay. um, mm -hmm. to just help ensure. So if they, they aren't eating those things and they are struggling with constipation. Yeah. If they'll drink a smoothie, if they'll eat something like that, um, you can also, you can always add a little bit of that, that fiber, uh, protein, um, in there to sort of help. Um, and then using some right. of those um, fibrous type of vegetables and fruits um, mm -hmm. to just sort of help move that along for them. Okay. Because that can, that can not feel good. And yeah. that can bring about yeah. some other issues for them. You know, right. flaxseed, those types of things Blackseed. that you can okay. hide in there. Uh, chia mm -hmm. seeds, those things you can sort of hide in there. And they don't oh, yeah. necessarily have to know or get the powders, you know, they don't have to know they're there. Um, mm -hmm. okay. But you know that it's helping to give them some good stuff. Because um, mm -hmm. yeah, a, a tummy ache from from the constipation is just going to maybe exacerbate those other eating issues. Right. Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's hard for um, those on the spectrum to describe what's going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember one time when Curtis told us that he felt like there was a dragon in a fire breathing dragon in his ear. Aww. And we're like, and then it dawned on us. Oh. He's saying he's got an earache. Yeah, my ear hurts. It's burning. It's <laughs> yeah. so we went to the to the um, you know the after hours care and lo and behold he had a really bad ear infection. Um, so you know we've got to pay attention to some of those things uh, that are that's what I mean we've got a lot of deciphering to do as uh, autism yeah. parents, um, and even as as dietitians or right. the medical professionals and teachers. I'm trying to figure out what, what it is they're communicating to us can be very difficult. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Taking some of that initiative and putting those things in hiding them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, I, years ago, um, um, there was a push, you know, mm -hmm. and I remember in the schools because, um, in my different career, areas, um, working in the schools and working with the schools and things. And, you know, mm -hmm. um, I remember a recipe we did, um, for spaghetti sauce where, you know, you sort of blended up some of these vegetables and added it to the spaghetti sauce. So mm -hmm. they did, their kids didn't know that they were there, but they were there and right. they were getting, you know, um, some of that or adding, you know, like V8 juice, just plain V8 juice to your soups or your sauces mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, oh, that's a great idea. And um, physical activity, so maybe yeah. some movement before mealtime, because that's going to get all of those things going inside their body. So it's natural, mm -hmm. you know, right. um, and so that can also help sometimes. So by the time you sit down, they might be like, oh, hey, I'm, I am hungry. I'm going to yeah. try, I'm going to try this white treat, um, <laughs> green treat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Or not, like I said, there's lots of vegetables. He doesn't have to eat cauliflower. I like cauliflower, but it's not too good. I, I don't mind it either, but you know. And I have no issue with putting cheese on those things either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for some that helps them to eat it as well. Okay, mm-hmm. I got no problem with that. You can always make that cheese a little healthier, you know. <laughs> yes. It's 2% milk Velveeta cheese. Um, but yeah, that helps. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, the French... Um, um, I read a study that they were doing in their schools with their little ones. Um, and at that time to help get them to eat more vegetables, they were actually breading and frying them. Now Mm -hmm. I'm not proposing that necessarily, but I'm saying they were trying to get them to eat those vegetables in a way that they would. Mm -hmm. So if our kids like some cheese, put some cheese on it. Great idea. Just as long as it's yellow cheese in my house. Yeah, I got I got I have a lot of adults that will only eat their broccoli with cheese. Like, I had one today. He's like, can I put some cheese on it? Yes, sir, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> there, there you go. go. I yeah. mean, that's how my mom did some stuff too. Um, was mm-hmm. it we wouldn't eat broccoli, but she noticed that we would eat broccoli with hollandaise sauce at Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. so every time she made broccoli, she'd make hollandaise sauce. And we didn't like hollandaise sauce unless she added lemon to it. So we got that that tangy. And then for, Mm -hmm. what was it? I did not like spaghetti and meatballs, but mom was like, you got to have your meat with spaghetti. Like marinara is just tomato soup with noodles. Like you got to have something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One day we were at lunch at school and my, they did the ground meat. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I came home one day. I was like, mom, can you please just ground it up with sausage instead? Cause I didn't like beef. So can you please just do ground sausage instead of the meatballs game changer all day that's awesome that's awesome i love that story i love that your mom should have been a dietitian she sounds amazing (sighs) she is (laughs) she sounds amazing oh goodness (laughs) that's awesome those are some great ideas um and sometimes it just takes talking about our experiences to help give us some ideas of what we can do for our kiddos um so what do you think uh, about peanut butter? I was asking about that because it's protein, but high in sugar. It's not high in sugar. It's not. So even, even GIF is like eight grams of carbohydrate. So yeah, you also have to stop thinking of sugars in our food. So okay. there will be less sugars in our carbs. So you're looking at the total carbohydrates on that food level. Oh. Um, and so GIF is like eight grams. So in the diabetes world, we don't consider that a carb or sugar. We consider it a protein, plain and simple, just a protein. So it's perfect for those maybe yes. peanut butter crackers if they yes. can't eat a lunch because of the ADHD yes. and you could. Yes. Yay. I love my Jif peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. That's all we I have in this house. Butter. Yeah. I eat peanut butter a lot. Um, and at the mm-hmm. office, I will, I will tell on us in my office. Um, so we will keep a jar of peanut butter. And mm-hmm. um, on occasion, we'll keep a jar uh, or a jar, a bag of uh, Hershey dark chocolate kisses okay Spoonful oh yeah peanut butter and a hershey's kiss that's like three grams of carbohydrate yeah that's mm-hmm. a pretty nice little treat i think i know what i'm having for a dessert tonight <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't undo Ooh. anything good that we've been trying to yeah. do but we still get that little sweetness mm-hmm. one thing that butter. yeah love peanut butter i've always i mean i'm i'm weird in that um i do not like peanuts and will not eat a peanut but Give me Jif peanut butter and it has to be Jif. It's just this weird thing I have, but, um, and I'll eat the peanut butter all day long. 
Um, right. And when uh, Derek's mom would tell us, we'll give those kids some peanut butter suckers. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Take a spoon, skip, scoop it in, you know, a scoop of peanut butter. Here you go. Here's a peanut butter sucker. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Love it. My kids are like, I'm going to go have a peanut butter sucker. <laughs> okay. Just don't, don't coat it in three inches of Nutella. Um, <laughs> that's the problem we are adding to <laughs> the peanut butter yeah. now here. So, <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, we... <laughs> There, it sounds like there's going to be a lot more for us to discuss here and there. Um, but thank you so much for um, being with us today, Jennifer. It's been thank awesome so to talk for, to you. Thank you so much for asking me. Now, if somebody, you, wants, <laughs> if somebody wants to get a hold of you, um, how can they do it? So um, they can go to my email, um, thegooddietitian mm -hmm. at gmail.com. Right. Um, and so right now that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is I'm in transition with my websites. Trying yes. to get, um, so I do have my own website, healthy, fully whole. Um, but it's in transition right now. Thanks to Derek and Jessica. So, um, oh. I would say my email is the best way. Okay. So that's the, the good dietitian at gmail.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Kelsey. How can they get a hold of us? <laughs> you can find us on facebook.com backsplash my spectrum life, instagram.com backsplash my spectrum life, twitter.com backsplash my spectrum life one. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button down below. We are, yes, we are. And I hope that you guys have been able to catch our Instagram lives that we, we've we done yes. the last couple of weeks. That's been kind of fun, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm, I think we're going to be able to hit and do a lot more of those. And if you guys ever have any topics that you want us to talk about, please send us a, mm -hmm. drop us a line at info at myspectrumlife.com. Uh, so yeah, we'll be looking for more Instagram lives from us and, uh, just make sure you're ready to listen to the next episode of my Spectrum Life podcast next Monday. But uh, thank you all for being with here, us here today. And remember, with a lot of faith, a whole lot of love, a bunch of fidget toys, and possibly some healthy snacks, we're going to make it. Sure, Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.